Welcome to the Synapse Nips podcast, where we explore the power of health and healing. On this podcast, we will be talking with health experts, professionals, and leaders about hot topics in the world of health. Whether it's tools to help you flourish, successful stories to inspire, or tips to optimize your health, Synapse Nips is here to help you take the first steps towards living your best life. Welcome to Snap Snips. This is Dr. Troy with Dr. Josh and Marquis. And uh, today we're going to be talking skin health. Yes, skin. Skin. Yes, yeah. we've all got skin. it. So let's keep it uh, keep it healthy, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, where do we start? What's the what is the the number one thing when just talking about skin? What's the first thing that pops to mind for you? Um, people talk to me a lot about wrinkles. Yep. And acne. Yep. Just generally the way that skin looks. People are more concerned with uh, how skin looks than how healthy it is. Yeah, that's even though it's true. kind of the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how we're wired. We look in the mirror and we pick ourselves apart. A lot of people do, mm-hmm. um, and so skin really does have a lot of functions. So let's talk a little bit about the function of skin. Number one, and then talk about yeah. uh, how to keep it healthy. Because if you have healthy skin, most times that also will equate to um, looking in the mirror and being happy with what you're seeing. Yeah. Yes. So what does the skin do? Well, we've talked about barrier systems in the past. Yep. Gut barrier, brain barrier, but the skin is a barrier, right? And yes. maybe it's obvious, yeah. but it's, you know, if you didn't have skin, you'd get a lot of things coming in and coming out. Yeah. It's actually the largest immune organ in our body. Yeah. Yeah. And it does a lot for us. It makes vitamin D for instance, which without that we'd be in trouble. Yes. Um, and just with the whole detoxification process, sweating, um, a lot of autonomic features with the fight and flight reaction. So it does a lot more than what people expect it to do. It helps to regulate your body temperature. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps, like uh, you said, with the, the vitamin D. It also helps if you're exposed to the sun. So if you're indoors all the time with no sun exposure, mm-hmm. then then vitamin D, uh, it's not as effective, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of things uh, also as far as uh, just reflection of what's going on the inside. So... A lot of times, if things are unhealthy on the inside, it'll come up and out through the skin. It'll manifest in the skin. Not always. Sometimes it's very surface on the skin. But uh, the majority of times, it is a reflection of what's going on the inside. Yeah. Whenever I have a patient with acne, that's the main conversation. Yeah. Typically, and I know it's teenagers and hormones can trigger acne too, which is an internal thing. But if a person has acne, very often topical treatments aren't going to cut it alone. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they can help. But, you know, for me, I, I used to have acne when I was in high school and my main trigger was dairy products. Yeah. So if I ate dairy, cheese, milk, anything like that, I got a lot of acne. And once I learned to cut that out, it was completely different. Yeah. I really want you to hear that part of it because the majority of skin issues, uh, you can take like a medication, mm-hmm. but you're, you're not changing anything. You're, you're basically covering up so it looks good in the mirror and allowing the dysfunction to still be processed out in the body. The number one thing I would say that deals with skin uh, being unhealthy is inflammation. Mm -hmm. And so the dairy is an example of something internally that was causing inflammation. A lot of times it is our gut. It's stuff that's in our digestive system, whether it be bacteria, parasites, fungus, that's inducing the inflammatory response or food that can come out through the skin itself. So Paying attention to your diet is, of course, really, really important. 
hormones not being broken down efficiently is the way I'm going to say it by the liver system uh, or kidneys even can also induce some level of uh, skin problems, acne in, in particular. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you have to support your liver system. Sometimes it's just overeating. If yeah. you overeat, that overwhelms the liver system and that can cause skin issues yeah. as well. If you look at the medications, the oral medications that are used for skin, it can often tell you a bit about what should be targeted naturally. Yes. Because two that I see a lot are Accutane, which is yep. a vitamin A derivative. Yep. And then spironolactone, which has to do with testosterone balance. Yeah. So it's liver with the vitamin A because that's a big one for the liver health. Yeah. And then testosterone balancing, that's, that's a big thing with PCOS, insulin resistance. Yeah. Um, women in particular that eat a lot of sugar are going to eventually drive up their testosterone, giving them acne. Yes. The spironolactone is attempting to, to buffer that testosterone increase. Yeah. But you should stop eating sugar. <laughs> yeah, we like to get to the root cause. And so yeah, it's all and it about, could be other things too. It could be other things, but uh, uh, environmental factors can also um, affect your uh, hormone levels. And so we've mm -hmm. talked about that in the past quite yeah. a bit. So glyphosate, Roundup, eating genetically modified foods, these uh, things that we just, when we don't eat organic, can drive up uh, the, the hormone imbalances and glyphosate in particular, we've talked in the past how it actually blocks your liver's ability to detoxify a lot of these other things, mm -hmm. thus leading to skin problems. And I remember when I was in school, um, you know, decades ago, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were talking about adult acne because adult acne really was not a thing with my parents' generation. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was very unusual for anyone uh, above the teenage years to get acne. It was very unusual. Yeah. And all of a sudden it was a new category of, of health uh, concern for people. And now it's just, you don't even think twice about it yeah. because we see it all the time. Mm -hmm. So, it, and it really is a reflection of uh, how inflamed or how toxic we are or how our immune system is being challenged from underlying problems in the gut or in the body. I just had a conversation yesterday with a patient about <clears throat> eczema now instead of acne, but she had a flare up and we were discussing different potential triggers and she had just had her hair dyed. Yeah. And hair dye is typically extremely toxic. Yes. <laughs> it has a lot of junk in it. Yep. And it was kind of an aha moment for her. And we talked about, you know, maybe not doing that anymore to see if it made a difference, but she'd been dyeing her hair for better part of a decade. Yeah. And there are cleaner versions of hair dye. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you definitely look for things like that, but simple changes by cleaning up what is in your, your, um, fridge and your medicine cabinets and think, do they still have medicine cabinets? They don't have those anymore. Do they? Yeah, never not really. That. No, no. What's in your bathrooms? <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, they're like, no, no, we don't, we don't know what those are. <laughs> uh, and so whatever, whatever's in your house, uh, keeping those things clean because, you're going to see a theme here. A lot of the medications work on the hormones, like uh, Dr. Josh said, uh, or vitamin A. Vitamin A, a lot of the foods that we will talk about afterwards that help with your skin are usually rich in a couple different things. Vitamin A, vitamin E, and then antioxidants in general that come from fruits and vegetables. Vitamin E is really, really important for the cardiovascular system as well. It's a key uh, marker for cardiovascular health. And so we see a lot of things that can compromise your cardiovascular system also affect uh, the skin quite a bit. So we'll go through that list in a little bit. But um, one of the things that uh, we really want people to, to understand is a lot of what you put on your skin 
and what you put in your body and what you expose yourself to are the things that will either help or hinder the skin, which kind of sounds like a no-brainer, but but you'll be shocked, just little things like underarm, underarm deodorant mm-hmm. and makeup. And like you just said, the hair dye, uh, it, it's all kinds of different things. You know, we, we've been revamping our um, patient education here yes. at Synapse. And one of the tools that we've incorporated is the Environmental Working Group's um, phone application where you can scan products yeah. to view the relative toxicity of it. It's very enlightening and scary, too, to go through your house and look at the stuff that you put on your body, you know, shampoo, makeup, that type of thing, and see the score. And a lot of the things that you assume are fine because they're marketed in a way that makes you think it's okay score really poorly. Yeah, and and you'll be shocked how many things you're you're exposed to. In the beginning, it'll feel like you're kind of walking through a a field of landmines. And so just... Just hang in there. Just start making little changes one at a time. And eventually, two, three years down the road, you will realize that the majority of your your life is actually much, much cleaner. Now, you're going to be exposed to stuff all the time. It's impossible to avoid it. So you'll never be 100%, at least right now in this day and age. Uh, but it will and get better. It will get better in time. There's, there, we're cleaning things up. Awareness is the first step. And uh, just... If, you, if you're having struggles, just know that there's something that just happened. So I'm going to go through another example. Uh, number one, hydration is really, really key for uh, the skin. Internal hydration and external hydration. Number two, another way of saying it is anything that induces a stress response has the potential of downregulating your immune system, increasing inflammation, and affecting your skin. So when we have stress, we we crave sugar, we crave salt. Both of those, salt in particular, will affect the cardiovascular system, depleting your vitamin E. Sugar will cause the inflammatory response you just spoke about, affecting your hormones and even feeding uh, internal infections in the gut. And that inflammatory response will affect uh, your skin as well. But think of it this way too. A lot of people have cold sores pop out when they have mental stress. That's a virus that rears its ugly head when your stress levels become too high. Now, it can be mental, chemical, or physical stressors that trigger that response. Your skin will not be as protected when you're under stress. So just reduce all mental, chemical, and physical stress, and you'll be fine. Oh, that's easy. That's it. That's all you need need to do. Exactly. Shingles, the same thing. Yes. That's a... Big obvious skin issue from a stress response typically. Well, and what we know too is that with stress, and we've done a lot of podcasts on that, we get this depletion of stomach acid, we get into the fight or flight scenario, and we get an imbalance with the bacteria. There's some fascinating research that actually shows us that the bacteria that is on the outside of our skin actually communicates with the bacteria in our gut. Mm -hmm. There's a process of communication through our, our system. So if you are using antibacterial on everything. If you wash your body down with antibacteria, you're actually destroying your skin's response and communication system to the gut. And so there's going to be a breakdown in the gut and there's going to be a problem. Uh, if you're outside playing in the dirt, you, there's a lot of benefit that as far as your skin. So yeah. uh, it's weird, but uh, for your skin to be healthier, look healthier, get dirty. Yeah. That's why I haven't showered in three months. <laughs> oh, you're just so on top of it. And his skin is amazing. <laughs> body stinks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I haven't seen a patient in two weeks because I smell. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. 
Well, let's transition <laughs> into yeah, the foods yeah, with that uh, lovely visual that everyone has now. Uh, let's transition to some of the foods. So uh, the first one on the top 10 list, and I'm, I want everyone to keep in mind, this is not uh, a list that's uh, across the board right for everyone because some people won't be able to tolerate certain foods. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first food is fatty fish. So fatty fish, um, like uh, salmon in particular is my favorite, mackerel, uh, herring, these are excellent uh, foods that have the oils that we need to help our skin. Omega-3 fatty acids are crucial for good and healthy skin. It's very, very good for your lymph system internally, very good anti-inflammatory. But again, there's a difference between high-quality fish, and so they don't necessarily have organic fish. The farm-raised <laughs> fish is not good. Yeah. It's basically, uh, if they fed them better, it'd be better if they're more natural. The wild-caught salmon is what we recommend right now, but even that's not clean or pure. Everything's compromised. Everything's compromised at this mm-hmm. point. So you want to get as much as you can, the wild-caught, because you're, at least you're going to get the natural omega-3s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then omega-3 uh, fatty acids that have been distilled are actually really pretty good. Yeah. Take the mercury out, and that's the concern, especially with big fish, is that they're going to accumulate all that toxic stuff. And sardines are a good option, but I haven't been able to talk many people into sardines. No, no, we have them in our uh, in our uh, kitchen. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, my favorite omega three, though, by far, is olive oil. So clean, pure olive oil uh, is so good for your skin. And one of my favorite things to do is to actually have people take a teaspoon or a tablespoon every morning of straight olive oil. Mm. You can also wash your hair with it. You can actually put it on your skin. A lot of people within the Mediterranean, um, if you if you go all through the Mediterranean, they actually have these big vats in their house of olive oil. We get these little jars over here and we spend as much as what they get in a big vat in their house. Hmm. And so they'll bathe in it. They'll wash themselves down in it. And they've been doing that for centuries. And, and wow. it is one of the best things you can do for your skin is get the olive oil, the omega-3 fatty acids. It's rich in vitamin A and vitamin E, mm-hmm. olive oil is. And it's got other antioxidants. It actually helps the skin from the outside and the inside. Yeah. So olive oil is just a, a great um, process and a great thing to actually uh, do for your skin. The focus... Uh, on fat-free diets over the last decades in our country in particular has played a big role in this just because fat of all types, because I have some patients that do really well with that and some other ones that do well with beef tallow, which is more saturated, but different people need different types of fat. And a lot of people don't eat very much fat now because it's considered bad, but you need that structurally for your skin. Yeah, our number two food is another example of a good fat, and that's avocados. Avocados are great for the skin because of the good, healthy fats. Mm -hmm. We need good, healthy fats for our our skin health. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number three, uh, walnuts. Walnuts are also good for the brain, but they are excellent for the skin as well. And again, Same. fatty fats. acids. Yep. Yep. Fats again. Fatty acids. But they're also, they've got some other key minerals in there that help quite a bit. Sunflower seeds is uh, number four on the list. And it's great for skin boosting nutrients. Uh, they have uh, basically just a, a handful of sunflower seeds has 41% of the vitamin E needed for the day. So... Uh, and also has selenium and zinc. And selenium is crucial for the thyroid, which helps metabolism of all of your cells. But uh, zinc and selenium are very, very important minerals for the skin as well. 
lot of people are going to like this next one because it has the word sweet in it. Sweet potatoes. <laughs> people got excited and they're like, oh. <laughs> um, but uh, sweet potatoes has beta carotene in there. And the so that's stuff, the vitamin yeah. A stuff. So mm -hmm. beta carotene is the form that we use in the body. So mm -hmm. there are differences in vitamin A. So mm -hmm. if you look at things like... Um, well, a lot of the healthy skin creams have other forms of vitamin A in there, retinol and mm -hmm. and uh, things of that nature. And I'm probably going to uh, throw out one of my wife's um, secrets, but she gets complimented on her skin all the time. And uh, being 60 years of age and... and um, Can't believe you said that out loud. Ah, I'm so <laughs> in <much> trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dang, we got to edit that out. Ah, <laughs> oh, yikes. <laughs> Sorry, honey. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the vitamin A is really... Let's just move on. <laughs> Number six, <laughs> red or yellow bell peppers. So those are also great source of beta carotene, a lot of other antioxidants and uh, convert into vitamin A. Uh, all right, number seven, broccoli. Uh, probably seeing a bit of a theme here. We have the oils and then we have the high antioxidant foods. But broccoli, again, has the minerals and antioxidants that are great. Uh, one other extra thing broccoli has that's good for the skin is vitamin C. Mm -hmm. uh, collagen is very, very, uh, very important part for skin. And uh, collagen can be broken down in a, a bunch of different ways. The more mm -hmm. toxic we are, the more we lose collagen. Do you want to talk on that a little bit as far as? Yeah, it's whether it's from in immune inflammation or from a need to have raw materials for the detoxification process, collagen breakdown happens a lot. There's a lot of turnover with collagen, but people tend to be deficient in some of the building blocks. You mentioned vitamin C, but the things that are needed are vitamin C. You need silica or silicon to trigger that response. Uh, you need glycine, which is one of my favorite amino acids. <laughs> he he lights up when he just talk, yeah, talks about glycine. glycine. <laughs> um, you need zinc, you need copper, and you need, and you need iron too. Yep. It's a huge process to make collagen and it's the scaffold for which everything else is made. And there's some evidence uh, that we're just, we're digging into right now currently uh, around EMFs mm. and its uh, effect right. negatively on collagen, which would affect our skin too. So yeah. Yeah. the electromagnetic frequencies can be prematurely aging us that way. Yep. So one of my other favorite things about broccoli is that it has sulforaphane in it. Sulforaphane is something that can help the liver detoxify, has anti-cancer benefits. Mm -hmm. So we actually see reduced skin cancers with people who eat broccoli and have sulforaphane. Now we'll actually use some of the supplement form, but almost all of them come from broccoli extract. Yeah. So eating your broccoli, it's, it's like a little mini tree. Just eat it up. It's good for your skin. I just harvested some from my garden. Yeah, we, we're yeah, yeah. ours is growing as we speak. Yeah. Speaking right. of gardens and growing, the next list also in the garden: uh, tomatoes, mm. uh, great source of vitamin C again, and the carotenoids. So yep. very, very good. Uh, it's also got lycopene, great for the heart and uh, great for the the lining of the sensitive uh, tissues in the body. Skin being one of them. Number nine, this one is uh, coming with the caveat of it's got to be clean. And uh, we have a lot of people who react to this food, but soy. Mm. Soy has isoflavones uh, and other plant materials that are very healthy for you. But most of our soil, at least in the United States and North America, is compromised. Most of it's genetically modified. And a lot of people, because of that, have generated a soy sensitivity or allergy. Mm. Mm. And so uh, your skin 
can get benefit if you can tolerate it. I'll say it that way. Yeah. A lot of the beneficial soy are fermented soys uh, yeah. like the Japanese traditionally use. We use natto kinase, which is from soy from a blood vessel health perspective. Yep. And it specifically can actually help with the wrinkles of, of the skin. So, yeah. uh, and soy again, works a lot on hormones. So it helps to balance the hormones. And so there's a lot of uh, benefit that it can bring. The 10th one that we're going to focus on is dark chocolate. So dark chocolate. Everybody's cheering. Everybody's cheering. Yeah. So there's a lot of great magnesium in there. It's got a lot of great antioxidants. It's good for the skin. Mm -hmm. And so uh, one of the things I just want to comment on as well, because we do a lot of uh, education, a lot of work on just being healthy on the inside. Uh, we also... Uh, want to comment on the fact that uh, we have certain technologies we've used here at the clinic that we brought on that uh, use the radio frequency to actually help with collagen production, help with mm. tightening of the skin. One particular uh, product called M face as we gain and lose weight, uh, we tend to uh, get more wrinkles in our skin. As we become more dehydrated, we tend to get more wrinkles in our skin. A lot of people will swell up and then, swell back down because of the inflammation in the body. This is, this stretches out the skin and uh, you get, end up getting a lot of like laugh lines and stuff like that uh, on the face. And, and a lot of people will like try and like Botox their face to have like, like deaden and kill the actual mm -hmm. skin or the nerves so that the, they can't smile and stuff. But the thing is, if I start talking, like, like it doesn't, <laughs> what? yeah, what? yeah. Um, well, people don't get that much Botox, but you know, you know, what, I, you know what I mean? Some people do. Yeah. Some people yeah. do. Yeah. So we don't want, we don't want that stiffness. So, uh, of, of the face, we want to be healthy on the inside and the outside to have a natural way to exercise the muscles and the tissues to bring more blood flow and more nerve flow to the area is the healthy way to do it. So that's what, one of the reasons why we've implemented those uh, technologies to help uh, the skin. Um, and really, it's because of the excessive amount of stress, the diet, the lifestyle, that we gain weight, we lose weight for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so unless they're, they're as compliant as Dr. Josh is with, with yes. his diet, he just needs to gain weight. <laughs> so, uh, But he, he's very, I mean, you're very strict with what you put in your body, correct? Yeah. And have been. You've been very, very due diligent with that. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, those technologies are, are different ways to, uh, to help, uh, reestablish that tone in the, the face and they're a healthy way of doing it, but also just exercising. You don't, not that we want you frowning, but, uh, I myself love to laugh. And so I've developed laugh lines like crazy. Like I, it's actually a badge of honor. I don't, <laughs> so if you want to leave them and you like them, that's great. Uh, it does age me, but, uh, I don't, care because I'm laughing all the time. Yeah. So, <laughs> exactly. um, but, uh, keeping those, uh, muscles active, uh, also helps the brain. Um, mm -hmm. we've had people do very well. Uh, once you've got the skin health restored, it can actually help with the gut. It can help with, uh, headaches and, and, uh, things of that nature, as far as just the communication. So, uh, any other final comments when it comes to skin health and, um, maybe some of the inflammatory stuff, uh, I've got one thing that comes up and it's biotin supplementation. I want oh, to yeah. make a comment on that. A lot of products, hair, skin, nail products are going to have high dose biotin, which can be useful, but I wanted to provide a warning because I see this quite a bit, especially in younger people. If you take high dose biotin and get acne from it, because that can happen. Yes. 
The reason for that is a depletion of another B vitamin called pantothenic acid. Pantothenic acid is a big one for energy production. That's B5. B5, yep. Those two, biotin and B5 pantothenic acid, compete in the gut for absorption. So if you take a bunch of biotin for your skin, you might be losing out on some of that B5, which again is critical for energy production. So if you get acne after taking biotin, you very well could have a, a B5 deficiency. And your B5 supports the adrenal glands quite a bit, which mm -hmm. is part of the energy process. Mm -hmm. And if those become compromised, guess what you crave? Sure. Sugar. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good guess, Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he nailed that it. answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should me guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then that whole inflammatory cycle happens again. Yeah, so again, yeah. like it, like we've been talking about in the past, everything in balance. Know your body, but uh, I hope uh, you got some value out of some of the information. Uh, I have one more. All quick. right, let's um, go for it. Sunscreen. I know people. Oh yes. Think yeah, about skin health. Yes. Yeah. So uh, for sunscreen, skin health. Um, I am, just so everyone knows, I'm against skin cancer, not a fan. So I'm against skin cancer, but we are way over applying sunscreen uh, and, and over applying different things on our skin. So as you put things on your skin that your skin cannot use, like chemicals that are foreign to it, it clogs the pores. It literally is clogging the filter. And so we can't sweat as well. We can't uh, move things across to protect the skin barrier. So don't get sunburns, but minimize the amount of sunscreen you put on your kids mm -hmm. and yourself. Now you can put it on key areas like the, the nose and the ears, uh, shade yourself, but it's more important to actually get exposed to sun. Mm -hmm. And there are people who uh, suntan a lot, have dark tans and their skin is healthy. Because when you look uh, under you know, pictures and stuff, you can see damaged skin if you suntan too much. That's a real thing. But if you have your blood flowing to your skin because that's full of antioxidants, full of water, uh, it will undo all that. It replaces uh, itself. So it's really about the internal stuff. Yeah. So people will go into their 80s and 90s and be just fine if their ability to retrain and refuel the skin cells is good. But the more you put on your skin, the more you're blocking everything up. And sunscreen blocks vitamin D absorption and conversion. Yeah. And so it's one of the main contributors to why we're seeing such an increase in autoimmune disease mm -hmm. because people have this fear of the sun all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm against sunburns. I'm against skin cancer. The sun has a very important job to break up the molecules in the atmosphere into protons and electrons that get dumped into the earth. And then we are meant to absorb those electrons from the earth. That's a whole other podcast we'll do on yeah, EMS. We'll do soon. Yeah. Um, and so uh, you just by being outside, playing in the dirt, mm -hmm. playing on the grass, walking bare feet, touching the earth, you're going to refuel uh, yourself with these electrons. But the sun is needed for that. Just remember it this way. The sun gives you energy. So don't be afraid of the sun, uh, embrace it. Don't get sunburnt. So ease your way into it. If you're a nice white, pale Minnesotan <laughs> like myself, uh, I 10 to 20 minutes of direct sunlight early morning is how I ease into it until full, full-time summer. Now I'm out in the sun and I have no problems. So just uh, get good, healthy uh, sun, but take care of your insides. Antioxidants, hydration, all of that matters. The, the last thing I will mention, because we do have the technology, like I said, the M-Face, but we also have um, um, 
our 10 in one sauna, the Hocket, which is yeah. very good for uh, sun too. So if you are a patient skin of ours, good, uh, good for sun, good, yeah, good for yeah, skin. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. it, it heats you up like the sun. So it's a sauna, <laughs> um, but it's got a steam sauna. It's also got ozone, uh, which helps uh, the, the skin quite a bit. And so we have people, for example, coming with skin conditions, eczema uh, or toe fungus um, that dust is unrelenting, things like that. And by changing their diet, their lifestyle, and then doing the hockets, we see, see changes. I have a patient currently going through the process, and it's the first time that uh, she's not had the, these problems uh, on her skin and, and toes uh, for a decade. So mm -hmm. it's been um, great to see, and, and it's very, very common. So that's that's our hocket as well. It's it's very relaxing. Some people fall asleep in it. They yeah. they like it. So, mm -hmm. but it's it does two things. It's known for helping with uh, anti aging and anti cancer. Yep. It's because it focuses on your skin. Yeah. Skin health. So that's why if you look at the research that's uh, behind the hocket, uh, it's all about the skin. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Well, thanks. Hope you enjoyed this podcast and uh, keep sending in requests. Uh, we are appreciative of all the people who are downloading. Pass it on to friends, family, and uh, just stay the course. Thank you for listening to the Synapse Nips podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the podcast and share the podcast. To learn more, check out our website at www.officialsynapse.com. Until next time. This has been Synapse Snips Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only and should under no circumstances be considered medical advice or a substitute for medical care. Any information given in this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease and is at the user's own risk. Please first consult a licensed healthcare professional.